0: Wow. What a week of football. <laughs> Welcome back to the All-City, All-NFL podcast. Baldy, mm-hmm. cuz, Brian Baldy, or um, Yeah, uh, Baldy, this whole week of football starts last Monday yep. with Eagles-Chiefs. No doubt. Which was incredible. It was a rematch of the Super Bowl, and you know, it comes down to the
1: fourth quarter. Eagles shut out the Chiefs in the second half, down 10. Come back, win the game, get on the road, come back to Philly in a short week. And then in between. All
0: right. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving
1: I mean, what about Green Bay going into Detroit? They look like a playoff team. Jordan Love. Jordan Love looked was like Aaron Rodgers 2.0. I um, mean, it was one great throw after another, like the whole day. Cowboys again. Dak. Well, I mean, look, I know the schedule and who they're beating, but regardless, they look like they're getting more and more confident with every single win they have. And the way that. They just put teams away, like they don't let them hang around. That's a good sign.
0: Yeah. Then of course the Niners go into Seattle. Yeah. Thanksgiving night, and they just obliterate the Seahawks. Yeah.
1: They don't. They they didn't let them even like they made Geno Smith look like he didn't belong, and everything everything clicked. The offense, McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, the defense, Bose is getting like busy busy right now. Like they're all they just shut them down.
0: Then you had Black Friday, Miami, right? Okay, yeah. The Jets, I mean whatever. That. But the failed, yeah. Ma- the
1: failed Mary. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Javon then, Holland.
0: Then you had college football. Oh. I mean, Michigan, Ohio State you was just hope that unbelievable. Mich- you just
1: hope like these games with the hype. I mean, look, I worked at Fox for 23 years. Like they hype Michigan, Ohio State all year, all year long. Like they their whole college football season is built up to that Saturday and Thanksgiving. Michigan, Ohio State.
0: How about J.J. McCarthy? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that was a great football game. I got to tell you, it was a great game. And I I feel bad for Ohio State because, they, you know, they're, they're out now. And they deserve, like, next year when they expand the playoffs, right. they'll be a playoff team. Yeah. And they should be. I, I mean, should... Kyle McCord, that terrific year. Yep. Marvin yep. Jr.'s ridiculous. Yeah. All you know? that. Oh, and so, man. look,
1: Michigan is loaded. Though when they come time to the draft, watch how many players in Michigan gets drafted. Like they're
0: oh, we're gonna dive into that. Yeah,
1: we'll get into that. Yeah, you know. uh,
0: Alabama wins, keeps their hopes alive. Going to play Georgia, and who knows? Jamie Milrow is. Inc- I, I watched that. Don't game. Don't
1: rush Milrow with two on fourth and thirty-one. I don't mean, give him time.
0: It's unbelievable. Like, before, I don't know if you remember the first month of the season. He was I know. green. They he, benched him. He, yes, he struggled. Man, he's been ridiculous since he came back.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, that, that game, the Iron Bowl game is just, it's just a different type of rivalry. You know, in Alabama, um, gosh, those two teams, doesn't matter really what the records are, although the records have been very good recently. But, like, that game can always go either way. Yeah. Just because yeah. of just how hard they play, what they play for, and just the intensity of the rivalry.
0: And you're going to have Washington, Washington State, oh. right? Like, I mean, it was great. And then, of course, Sunday, you had all the rest of the games, including the classic that we went over in detail yesterday. Yes,
1: in Philly. That was, it was. It was a playoff game. We just hope the playoff games look and resemble and feel like Buffalo, Philadelphia did.
0: God, tell you, I'm exhausted. I love it. I just, I love every I second of it, man. Yeah. We spent all day watching film and hanging and, it's just great football, man. This is why we do this. Yeah.
1: No, I mean it's it's uh, you know it's 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 good to come here, come into the film room here, and really get deep into si- inside a lot of these games because yeah. a lot of these games are, are being decided by certain plays, designs, efforts, uh, you know, quarterback play. And then in some places, you're not getting very good quarterback play. No,
0: you're not. not. And in Carolina, let's start there. Let's start uh, off the field. And Carolina, wow. Frank Reich does not last a year in Carolina. Twelve weeks. Now the second coach to be fired in 2023. Now, look, we know the owner is a guy who's an impatient guy. um, But you don't even last a year? Well,
1: I think it's hard to uh, look at Carolina and see improvement. I mean, that's the first thing. Yeah. I mean, they scored 10 points on Sunday. They haven't scored more than 15 points five straight weeks in a row. The quarterback who, let's face it, like he's struggling. You would hope that by week 12, the quarterback isn't struggling as much as he is. You could say incomplete roster. All this stuff is true. Like Tennessee's defensive line, like they came to eat. So they made life tough. Forced to turnover uh, early in the game, turned into points. Uh, but you know, Tennessee's got a rookie quarterback on the other side, all right. And so this this quarterback's not. So sometimes, and I'm not saying this about Bryce Young yet after 12 weeks. But if you don't make the right choice at that mm. position, people oftentimes get fired. Now, that being said, That's like this quick, is though. Josh McCown. This is you know, there's a whole Deuce Staley, Frank Reich. It's not just one guy. It's the staff is gone out the door. And so I think part of the the Yeah, how do you do that? No, but you know, part of it is do we if you're David Tepper and you go, man, I spent a lot of money on this team. We had nothing but disappointment, Matt Rule, all this different interim coaches. We got we we think we got it right. They got this staff that they told me that is the best staff in the league, former players and guys from winning organizations, all this stuff. And then you're one in ten. You can't score. The quarterback hasn't made any improvement. And you go, do we blow it out now and get a jump on the next coach? Can we go, like, look, Sean Payton is turning it around. They got the right guy in Denver. Like, we'll get to that game. But the right coach is turning that program around. Do you stay patient with Frank and go, well, Jimmy Johnson was 1-15 in his year. But, like, they had an offensive line. They had eight men. They had things that you knew you would turn You also to
0: build a team. Like, you know, like, it, you can't build a team in, in No, oh, I'm sorry. I, I just think 10 games. Now, again, I don't know what's going on, but I just think that's too rash. I, I you know, I, I look at it and go, how, how are you supposed to, you got a rookie quarterback who obviously is not ready, and you blow the whole staff down in 10 games. I, I don't know. I just yeah. think that's I mean, I'm that's just. Awfully, I'm not
1: saying it's right. I'm just saying yeah. I'm just
0: looking at it from the owner's standpoint.
1: He's saying, if there's a uh, a coach that shakes free, if there's a coach out there that just like Sean Payton, obviously is you know a, a proven coach, but if there's somebody that shakes free, that you know that I feel better about, let's get a jump on it. Let's let's start the interviewing
0: well, process. Well, I mean, look, that's kind of what happened with the Raiders, right? I mean, you look at, you know, they're they're in a position now to kind of look and see and. They like their interim guy and, and Antonio Pierce. And well, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what happens there. Yeah. There, there's gonna be a couple other jobs. You kind of figure. Um, and again, it's this is not a secret. The Chargers, they will get into that game later, but at some point, I, I gotta believe that this is the year that that has There's just
1: too many breakdowns on that team. I mean, whether it's the turnovers, the breakdowns, the, the leaving guys open. Um, you just see these things weekend. You saw it in Green Bay. You saw it against the
0: Ravens the other night. He just – I mean, I, I've never been a fan, and Brandon Staley is, you know, I mean, I, I, I ever since there was that game where it was the charging the Raiders and all he had to do was tie, pie and they were both playing for the tights and they both get in, and he, he didn't do it. He actually pushed the button trying to, uh, try to win the game. I, I don't know. I, there was a lot with him that I just – I'm quizzical with Brandon Staley and some of his decision, and I ne- I get it. He's Mr. Analytics, and he's the poster child for, you know, like let me go forward on my own side of the field. And there's times I agree with that. But I just, I just have never been a fan of what he's done. I think he's on quicksand. I got to believe that – But, you know, like every organization is different, right? Like the Chargers don't have the type of money – that David
1: Tepper in Carolina has. Like yeah. some some organizations feel like they could just pay people off. Let's go away. Let's let's do it yeah. a different way.
0: You know you wonder about Ron Rivera in Washington? Well, he just
1: fired his defensive coordinator. I I mean, whether it was he was told to fire Jack Del Rio along with the secondary coach. I mean, they just got torched on Thanksgiving. It looked bad. Um, you know, they they haven't been able to stop people. Teams are putting up record numbers against their defense. So did you defense coordinator they also
0: traded two big cogs out of that defense?
1: Yes, they did. So you lose Montez Sweat and Chase Young, you lose a lot, and they don't have the pass rush that they once had. But they were losing games with those guys also. So yeah, I mean, you know, if the and rebuild, I just think
0: a new owner too. Well,
1: Joshua Harris is in there, and you know, look, we know Joshua Harris from Philadelphia, and he obviously has his hands in a lot of different places. He, you know, he's a delegator, but at the same time. Uh, he wants to build a winner. He's probably going to build a new stadium in Washington. He's going to put a lot of money into the team, and um, sometimes that goes with a new coach and a new way of doing things. And yeah. I'm not advocating because I'm a big, big friend of of Chico, known him a long time,
0: and you know I'm not sometimes advocating. Sometimes that's just that. how business goes, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. new ownership comes in. They came in. It's what they did, in Denver, right? Like they came in late in the process for this season. So, you know, I mean your owner's always going to want to get his guy. So that's kind of how it looks. So <clears throat> I guess, like to your point, Carolina gets a jump on whoever they want next. That's that's what I think. Because I, I think
1: you can always like things can always change in an instant. You don't know when a team is going to get hot, how they win a game, you know, when when the turnaround happens. And so you go, boy, is 12 weeks really enough time to make to build a team? No, it's not. But at the same time, the owner's saying, if there's a a, a, a like a coach out there, a marquee coach that might shake free, that might, like, we want first dibs.
0: Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, again, I thought, and again, we're both, you know, friendly with Matt Rule and, and we both love Matt as a coach. And, like, he had some issues because you're dealing with COVID. You take over during the teeth of COVID, you don't even see your players, everything's no. Zoom. It's a whole different world. And then you're chasing the quarterback. So yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you, again, it all starts with the quarterback, man. It just does. You yep. got to get the quarterback.
1: You got to get it right. You got to get it right. And I
0: mean, look what's going on with the Jets.
1: Yes, I mean it's a mess. They're playing, you know, they're playing third string quarterbacks, and the the team is falling apart right now because they can't score. And look, I, I like anywhere you go, I don't care who the defense coordinator is. If you can't score an offense, your defense—it's just a matter of time yeah. before they begin to collapse. Yeah, you know, and Raheem Mostert finishes a game yeah. with a long run. Like you just, like it's not that you're quitting. They're not quitting. No, but, you're just but worn down. Just, you're just
0: worn down and beat down. And and the, the problem again is taking the wrong guy, right? So they take the wrong guy with Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. So they they go, you know, you take a shot with Aaron Rodgers, he gets hurt. So you got to go back to Zach Wilson, and he's the wrong guy.
1: Yeah, and they can't. You know, and look, regardless of the quarterback situation, I'm not saying they're cursed, but they can't keep a single offensive lineman healthy. Like every single guy gets hurt: Dwayne Brown, Mackay, Beckton, uh, you know, Oliveira, Tucker. Like they just yeah. keep going down, down, down. They can't keep guys on the field. Yeah. So they're playing two rookies on the offensive line. They're like they're both struggling, but everybody's struggling on the offensive line. And so they can't run Brees Hall, who's a quality back, can't even get to line good of scrimmage. Back,
0: yeah. Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I mean, he's a guys, terrific wide receiver, and you got no quarterback to get him the football.
1: That, and you can't you can't open up holes. I mean, it's just a hard situation. And so, but yes, you make the choice, the wrong choice, um, and then you bench that choice, and you put a third team quarterback who's never played before, and there's your starter. Like you're going to
0: get what we saw against Miami, which was bad football. So then let's talk about Sunday, because this is gonna take us to the other New York team. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the quarterback situation, give it up for Tommy. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. All right, I'll give it to his father because it runs in the blood. Yeah. When you're over there. <laughs> um, all key to say, we we watched Tommy, we broke the film down Giants in New England. And look, you know, there there's some issues. In fact, Baldy talked about uh, some of his pocket presence, which will come in time. But that's something he's going to have to work on. He's got to work on that.
1: He hadn't played a lot of football, but he played well. I mean, they got the deep shots to Jalen Hyatt.
0: Um, you know, he made a How number. about that throw? So the whoop throw, I'll set you up. All right. Because you got to put this in our right, producer, Andrew. This one, this throw was oh, ridiculous. So it's third and 16. Mm-hmm. He's getting rushed, right? He's He drops back to his own 10, moves up a little bit the pocket. He lets it go at his 13-yard line, and he throws a rocket. 50 yards. Down the sideline To Jalen Hyatt. And it's on the freaking money.
1: Right Right over Jackson, the corner. And uh, you couldn't throw it any better than he threw it. In stride. to So you got a rookie free agent, right, in DeVito, thrown to a third-round pick in Jalen Hyatt, and Bill Belichick is st- sitting right in front of it. He's it's yeah, right he's on the sideline. Right, right, yeah. And he's going, Well, I haven't seen a quarterback do that <laughs> in, in uh since Tom Brady left. I mean, it's one whale of a throw. But he 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 hit three or four deep shots in a game where he go, man, his mechanics look good. Um, you know, he just kept firing. Uh, you know, look, it's not like they scored a whole bunch of points or anything like that, but they didn't have to. No, and he got sacked six times. Yeah. So, you know, part of his pocket presence, but you know, like they're getting a, some quarterback play. The offense line still isn't very good. Still back up right tackle in there. But, you know, they got the center, John Michael Schmitz, back in there. The left tackles, you know, he, he's a very good player, but he's hobbled with a bad knee. You could see it. And so, you know, he's under duress, but he doesn't let anything bother him. And, um, you know, he's throwing a touchdown pass, and he's giving it to his dad up there in the stands. It's great. It's a, It's a great story for a team that looked dead in the water two weeks ago. Now all of a sudden – Little win streak. Defense playing a lot better. Three interceptions of those awful New England Patriot quarterbacks.
0: One worse than the other. Oh yeah, we'll get to them in a minute. But but I got this begs the question. If you're the Giants, alright, it's something you and I talked about and did not get from the jump, which was giving Daniel Jones that contract. Mm-hmm. I, just, I didn't see it. Daniel Jones showed nothing to me as a thrower. Again, you know, decent athlete, the whole thing, but I, I didn't get it. Danny Dimes, whatever that was. What do you do if you're the Giants and you have all that invested in Daniel Jones? Do you turn it into a quarterback competition?
1: Well, you got to play this out. There's still you know a lot of games to be played. They've got five games to play. Yeah. So DeVito will get a chance. Let's
0: say he just gives you what he gave you yesterday. Shows your promise. You know, maybe you know, he's not going to be... Lights out, putting up thirty a game. It's not going to be C.J. Stroud, but say he gives you this and gives you some pro and throws the ball well down the field. He look he looked poised. He stepped into the ball. The pocket was collapsing. He stepped into it yep. and threw a dart strike.
1: I think it's just one of these things where you don't know what any of these kids can do until you let them play. Like I don't care what they look like in practice or preseason or anything. Like Tommy DeVito played a lot in preseason. Played, I think, the whole last preseason game, whatever. Got a chance, uh, you know, to, to do some things. But, like, you can't evaluate any of these kids till they play. So, you get a five-game evaluation here. Like, if he just keeps improving a little bit and the deep balls are there and the pocket presence, like, improves and you go, maybe maybe we have something. Maybe he's just a backup. But, a pr- like, a, he could be a quality backup. And who knows? Like, I'm not saying he could be Brock Purdy. He doesn't look like he has that sort of awareness right now. But they certainly don't have San Francisco
0: talent around him either. Right. So, yeah. you know. No, McCaffrey. You know, no, no, due respect to Saquon. The offensive line. Yes. Debo. So, I don't want to make IU, any comparisons. But, like,
1: but but nobody knew what Brock Purdy could do until he did it. And it's still, so there's still naysayers and out there. Him. Well, that all that stuff helps. But, like, there's. You know, and the, and John Lynch and the organization just like they're one of those few teams.
0: Yeah, it's a great organization. They're
1: just built. Yeah, they're just built for playoff runs. They have been for the last five years, and so they're going to give you that this year. But you know, you don't know what any of these guys could do. I mean, I I've, I've known Kurt Warner, Jake DeLome, All these guys went to NFL Europe, turned out to be you know obviously a Hall of Famer in Kurt, but you didn't know what Kurt could do. Like he was, he came to the league in '94 in Green Bay. How to go to the arena league, how to go to NFL Europe, you know, and five years later he's running the greatest show on turf. Like you don't know what any of these guys can do until you put them out there
0: and you give them a chance to play. And I, you know, listen, I'm just saying. But he looks like he's got but some boys. I don't know what the kid's gonna be like. I agree. But Daniel Jones, I I I just don't get him. I don't, I don't know what they
1: saw in him. Well, look, see, they won a playoff game. He played really well in the playoff game, albeit against Minnesota. That's defense.
0: defense, we talked about that defense.
1: I know. But like Mitigated. He, but like he, Mitigated. He's thrown to Richie James. He's thrown to Isaiah Hodgins. Like he's, he's not thrown to like marquee players. And the passing game really picked up in the second half of the season. And they protected him pretty good. And he led all NFL quarterbacks outside of uh, Lamar in rushing. So, you know, he, he, he did some good things
0: i do not it could be, but he's got the
1: second second injury that's put him on the shelf for a season in three years, like that's cause for concern.
0: Yeah, and, and, and as well as his play, I just, I again, that's going to be an interesting scenario to watch.
1: But it looks like to me, like honestly, because, like I don't know, like I don't read these contracts, but some of these guys that write these contracts are wizards and they can make these numbers, do whatever you want them to do. And well, I'm not saying Howie Yeah. Howie Roseman, like, you know, they signed Carson Wentz to a mega deal. Next thing you know, Carson Wentz was out the door. I, like I didn't hear a whole bunch of people talking about dead weight and all that kind of stuff, dead money and all that stuff. Like he just went away and, you know, they they were lucky. They had Jalen Hurts on a second round contract and got a few good years. They they recognized they got their guy.
0: That's amazing how you find the quarterback and you know who
1: that's your book. That's your book. Because really it's like you think about Johnny Unitas was traded. Yes. You know? Wow. Thank you, Baldy. Yeah. That's a book. Now now you got me thinking about
0: it. I love this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. How you find the quarterback. Maybe that's just the title of it because there's so many stories and we keep drafting these guys to the top of the draft and we keep being disappointed. You know, like, I mean, I'm not, I mean, But just look at the – we all know the names over the last – I mean, you could you could go back in time. This has been going on forever. It has. Yes. It's just been going on forever. And so there's no – nobody's figured it out yet. Nobody. Because no. San Francisco didn't know Brock Purdy, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. They didn't know that he was going to be infinitely better than Trey Lance, who they traded – they spent – all kinds of draft capital to go up to number three pick
0: and take him. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, go, go, look at Dallas. They found Dak. Dak was fourth the, round, right out of Mississippi State. That was the afterthought. Yeah, Dak was the afterthought until
1: you know he went in. I never forget. He went in. Uh, Romo got hurt, and he he went in there for Romo. He never came out. He never like they didn't say, "Well, when when the injured guy is back, we're going to give the job back to him." They just went right to him. Same thing with Brady and Bledsoe. Like when the injured guy comes back, oh no, no, we're staying with that guy.
0: It, who is uh, uh, listen? You remember Flynn in Seattle? Yeah, yeah. They signed. Matt Flynn. They signed Matt Flynn to that yeah. big deal. Yeah,
1: one year in Green Bay, signed him to a big deal, and Hasselbeck beat him out, and we never or, or, or Russell Wilson beat him out. We never
0: heard from him again. It, it, it's a it's no, the, it's it's it's, it's how a conundrum. You find the quarterback, man, it's. But you know, if you for, but for look, that book, I'm, I will write that book. But part of the book
1: is this. When you miss on that quarterback, just look how many people get fired. Yeah. General managers get fired. Uh, you know, coaches get fired. Like, organizations just get turned upside down when it doesn't work.
0: And we I, – I go back to, like, I still remember that, that draft class. We had Andy Reid on a couple weeks ago when we were talking about how he talked Donovan and Mahomes and he was like the quarterback whisperer. And that year – Tim Couch, mm-hmm. who turned out to be a, you know, system guy. Six quarterbacks
1: taking the first round. Right. One. Tim six. Couch,
0: uh, uh, Achilles Smith, yep. Donovan McNabb, Dante Culpepper. Who's
1: the kid from UCLA? Cade, McMa- Cade, 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 Cade McNabb. McNabb. Yep. There were six. Six total. And Donovan was this, you know, he, Andy Reid put each guy on a videotape every day, watched him, gave them all a chance, and he just kept coming back to Donovan.
0: And he was the best by far. It, it, I mean, it really is amazing when you think about. But look where the Chiefs were. All those Houston Court. Remember all those Houston? Yeah, Lugan all guys? those guys
1: put up numbers.
0: Andre Ware. All of those dudes. There were like 15 yeah. years they had those guys. Yeah.
1: But so, you know, all the, you know I mean, the, uh, the the Detmers, you yeah. know, BYU. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Chiefs were in the 24th spot in the first round. And they traded up to number 10 right in front of the Saints. To go take Mahomes, like they, like look, it could have backfired. It, you know, if he was one of these other guys, like they could have been a sunk organization. He's the best, but
0: he's the best. They they, they found <laughs> the best. We were watching, we did Raiders Chiefs, and we're watching Mahomes, and and you know it, it's amazing when you watch that. Like you you see a throw, and he catches somebody in stride, and you know like you go, oh, what's a big deal. But when you see the precision which he throws the ball on the run and right? the
1: confidence just to rip
0: it. And 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 Reishi Rice doesn't doesn't break stride. Like it's a touchdown because he doesn't break stride. Right. He just keeps moving, full speed. It's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful to watch. All right. Speaking of beautiful to watch, mm-hmm. let's go back on the field. And we did see two great quarterbacks uh in the AFC South go head to head. They can't miss. One of the few top quarterbacks that can't miss. He's great. I love the kid. Uh, it's Trevor Lawrence. C.J. Stroud, who everybody had, you know, questioned. Well, you know, what's he going to be like? Is he ready? He's not Bryce Young. Bryce Young's more polished. And meanwhile, C.J. Stroud has just been a- Boy, he had another 300-yard
1: day. And honestly, this Tank Dell, this third-round pick out of huh. Houston, nobody could cover the kid. Nobody. nobody and he opened up windows for Nico Collins yesterday like it was a great game um i think Houston had it they were down 24-21 i think they had two chances to go down kick the field goal or go down and win it and uh the Josh Allen who's having a great season for Jacksonville the defensive end um like he he closed one of the drives out with a sack fumble but they they the defense did their job and they didn't let Stroud go down the field but no Meanwhile, fumble, man. he had one great throw after another. And Trevor <laughs> Lawrence, he just, I mean, he just ripped some the other day. Just ripped it, you know, to uh, to a, a variety of different receivers. Ridley,
0: Ingram, Kirk. Yeah. I mean, I love I Zay love, Jones was back, yeah. hit
1: Zay Jones. The running game wasn't really big on either team. No. The ball was in the hands of the quarterbacks. That was one of those...
0: Like, I love a duel. Like, that's one of those. That was a quarterback
1: duel. It and, was. And really, you know, you you know, the the, NFC, the AFC South has been down a little bit, you know, and part of it is the quarterback situation in some of these places. But this is something that could really build for a long time. Oh, when Houston cute. and Jacksonville go oh, so out. That's at a it. great. And when I mean, Anthony Richardson gets healthy in Indianapolis, like, and we'll see what Will Levis becomes in Tennessee, but that could be one of those divisions division. yeah. where it could really be – Great quarterback duels for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's neat. It really is. That's good stuff. All right, let, let's stick around and uh, let's talk about what happened in Pittsburgh. All right, because they go to Cincinnati. Matt Canada gets fired, and lo and behold, the Steelers' offense moved the ball. And they ran the ball, Najee. A 100-yard game for Najee Harris when we all thought that Warren was about to supplant him as the, as the RB1. So
1: there, there was a stat out there, cuz, that under Matt Canada, for how many years has been there, they never had one 400-yard game. Not one. Never had a 400-yard offensive day. They went for over 400 yards on Sunday. And it's interesting because the very first play of the game, they went to Fryer and down the seam. And Who had a monster day, by Matt, the way. Monster day. Had nine catches, over 100 yards. But they go 24 yards first play of the game right down the seam. And Pickett put it right on them. Ten plays later, they ran the exact same play right down the seam. Same throw, 29 yards. They took deep shots to Deontay. They took deep shots to Pickens. And they didn't hit on all of them, but they hit on a couple of them. And I just felt like they just said, we're not going to dink and dunk. We're going to take our shots. We'll take our shots on first down. We still have two downs pick up the first down. We don't get it. And I thought Pickett played – he didn't throw a touchdown pass, but I thought he played maybe his best game. Like he completed a high percentage of his throws, a number of big throws, 39 yards to Deontay on the right sideline, 43 yards to Pickens on the left sideline. And
0: if they were great, go routes. So let's talk about that division now. So you got the Steelers. Seven and four. All right. Now Bengals, I mean the Burrow thing – to me, it's, it's the, tough. It's, it's tough. Death. It's no, tough. Man, to, that's,
1: I mean, Jake Browning's doing what he can do. It's just hard. I mean. I mean, so with Cleveland
0: yesterday. Cleveland.
1: I mean, during Thompson Robinson didn't play terrible at all up in Denver. It's just, they, they they turned the ball over way too many times. They fumbled three times. Uh, Denver's taking the ball away at record rates. And they just couldn't overcome the turnovers.
0: And and here's the problem. They can't. That Those quarterbacks. They just can't bail you out.
1: Well, you can't hide your quarterback. So your quarterback at some point, you know, I mean, it's a tight ball game in Pittsburgh all day. Like they can't, you know, they're trying to get Jamar Chase the ball. You know, they're trying to do things that Joe Burrow does just instinctively. And it's not a knock on Jake Browning. He's played very little football. He's just a rookie. Like how much can you expect Jake Browning, Dorian Thompson Robinson, Aiden O'Connell? How many of these guys can you expect to like carry you? When you
0: have to make these throws, yep. you know, to go win these games. Yep. So, meanwhile, the Ravens, the class of the AFC North, go into L.A. And, I mean, they, they dominated the charge. They embarrassed the Chargers last night.
1: So, I re- So there was a stat out there yesterday, cuz. This was, like, one of the stats that blew me away. The, the Ravens this year, through the first 11 games, were winning every game with two minutes to go in a game. Yet they were eight and three. They found ways to collapse against Cleveland, right? Indianapolis. So yesterday, it was a very similar situation. It was. <clears throat> very but similar situation. They
0: dominated situation. that game.
1: They hit Zay Flowers. Hit Zay yeah. Flowers. They ran the ball for 200 yards. They did it in a variety of ways. Lamar is a handful. Um, you know, this. They, they started the rookie, Keaton Mitchell, at tailback. And he just gives them juice. Now, Gus Edwards has got a role, but Justice Hill, like, I mean, you know, Lamar had his runs. Some of them were designed. Some of them were just drop back, pass, over there, I'll take off. Like, the Chargers couldn't defend him. They ran for 200. Uh, they made a number of, he made a number of good throws. Zay Flowers had a touchdown. I don't know. Chargers didn't cover him in the end zone, so he got a touchdown. But he scored, he scored twice. He's an exciting player. Like, they're led by two rookies and Zay Flowers, first-round pick, Keaton Mitchell, free edge on East Carolina. And then defensively, just, they just crush you. They just crush you.
0: And especially a team Jadeveon like the Chargers, Clowney, oh,
1: Justin Matabike. The two linebackers. I showed you that one. Uh, oh. They're trying to run a draw. I mean, a oh, screen, screen against Roquan and Patrick Queen. Oh. The speed is just blinding. You want to talk about blo- just
0: below, that play just got blown up. Two
1: offensive linemen oh. are standing around looking at each other going, like, they're, they're speeding comments. Like, how do we stop them? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, look, the Ravens went a long ways all the way to the West Coast. So far. Took care yeah. of business. Nine and three, defense is playing great, running the ball well. Um, Still trying to overcome the loss of Mark Andrews, uh, you know, in the passing game. But they look like a team that's built for the postseason and can go far in the postseason.
0: Well, let's kind of go through the divisions real quick when we look at the playoff picture. And certainly uh, in the in that North, now it's clear you got Baltimore, you got Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. in the East, you got Miami, and then the Bills are lurking. They're the 10th spot right now. I still think they have enough talent that they should be a playoff team.
1: I said last week before Black Friday that I thought the Dolphins had a chance to be as good a defense as there is in football. And then they lost Jalen Phillips to the Achilles tear. And I I was just heartbroken, man. I was sick. Because he's such a great kid. He's such a, yeah, he's an unbelievable more, yeah. talent. Yeah. Like, he's an incredible talent. And I thought if you had him, Wilkins, Bradley Chubb, like, coming after you, like with Jalen and Xavier and Javon, like all these guys in the back end, and then the linebacker play with with Baker and Long and the group, like, I thought they really had a chance to be special. Now, they still can be. They still got Manny Ogba. They got guys. But Jalen Phillips was just what a – What a
0: terrific player. That's a a big loss. What a a huge loss. We talked about the uh, AFC South with Jacksonville and Houston, and even Indy wins yesterday, too. Indy won a big game yesterday. Yeah. Like they, they, they're they're six and five.
1: Yeah. And they're sneaky. There's like, I tell you, man, Shane Steichen's doing a great job. He's a good coach, man. He's He's a good coach. Like Minshew gave him juice. They ran the ball defensively. They did it, you know. Zaire Franklin's having a, a, a Pro Bowl season. Like they've got, like they, man, they're they're in a lot of these games. They don't get blown out. They won by a touchdown yesterday. It was good. That was a good win. It you know was so
0: interesting is that before the season started, i do not you, but I I thought clearly it was the AFC and then the NFC, and I thought clearly the better teams were in the AFC. And now I think it's fly- flipped. I think the better teams are in the NFC.
1: Well, I think defensively, you know, between Baltimore, Kansas City, maybe Miami, like some of the defenses, it's Jacksonville at times, some of the defenses are can lead you in the AFC.
0: Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, the, you know.
1: I mean, it's, it's more, much more balanced than anybody thought going into the season. And because
0: all those defenses are good, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, those three defenses – I mean, your boy, uh, Deron Blaine, like, are you kidding me? Like, another one? Like, they're, they're, they're decent.
1: Yeah. They're, they're, everybody's still waiting for them to, yeah. you know. The the Philly game is going to be huge down there. Like, if they somehow – I mean, it's, it's week a couple weeks away, but that game in Dallas uh, against Philly is going to tell you an awful lot about Dallas.
0: Well, especially after what San Francisco did to Dallas earlier in the year. Well, we'll find out. Look. San Francisco's going to come
1: in winning three in a row and dominant in three games in a row, starting with that big win against Jacksonville and Tampa and then this past Sunday or uh, Thanksgiving. Um, you know, they're, they're riding a three-game win streak. They got 10 days to get ready for the Eagles. They're favorites to come to Philadelphia and win. They're basically, they yes, they lost Hufanga, but just Jair Brown is a good player at safety. They're basically healthy. So it should be another, it, it could be, the NFC Championship game, a prelude to it
0: on Sunday. So I'm going to give you with, uh, this question. It's a tough one. Give me the most unlikely team in the AFC and the most unlikely team in the NFC to make a run. Mm. Who you got that could actually run to the Super Bowl? We kind of went through some of the contenders. Well, I
1: would say, like, you, like, you can't. Unlikely, But, like, right? like, but you, the can't,
0: Chiefs, you can't discount what Denver's doing right now.
1: You can't discount the way they're being coached and the way they're playing. Like, they all know their roles. Um, That's the
0: fascinating. quarterback.
1: The quarterback doesn't make mistakes. Samajay P. Ryan is having, like, a renaissance. Him and Javante Williams. like exactly. that good of a coach, yeah. <laughs> he's just that good. And, like, you know, the, the, the good coaches, the great coaches – they just have this vision about how to win games and how this roster has to win games. So they don't ask Russell, like, you know, Russell wanted out of Seattle. You want to be a gunslinger. You wanted to be Brady Rogers. Well, that's not what this team is. They don't, they're not built like that. And so th- what I, what I have noticed though, is their offense line is McGlinchey. It's this Quinn miners. It's cushionberry it's powers and it's Garrett Bowles. Right? So I, I, I might be wrong, but I think they started all eleven games together, and they were not good to start the season. They didn't protect well. They didn't, but they are growing week by week, and they're a formidable group right now. Quinn Miners is a Pro Bowl guard in my mind, like he's he's a difference maker. But they're blocking better right now. Like the coaching is kicked in, and so they've beaten Kansas City. They're in this five-game win streak, cuz you can double check this. I think they've got fifteen takeaways. It's a ridiculous mm. amount. And they're not turning it over. And so, and, and they've got some pass rushers, you know, in, in, uh, in Baron Browning and Cooper. and uh, – Yeah, their defense suddenly is playing you know. well. Defense playing great. It is. Play, playing great. It's playing
0: good for, I love that pick. That's, Denver.
1: I, I would I'd, like, even if Denver, like they've already beaten Kansas City, so they don't fear Kansas City. <clears throat> but, like, I just feel like Denver right now feels like they can go anywhere. And anywhere that would have to, you know, they're not going to play a home playoff game, but if they have to go anywhere, I would say that they're going to be, you got to beat a very well coached
0: team. All right. The most unlikely team in the NFC. Hmm. That's tougher because you got, you know, three juggernauts, right? Then you got the Lions who we kind of, Everybody kind of got exposed, thought they got exposed a little bit on Thanksgiving, certainly because of their defense. Well, there would be
1: two teams, two teams that if they – they're both under 500 right now. But we watched Jordan Love. Like, that kid's got a golden arm. And he's – like, the, the coaching has kicked in. They're, they're playing much better defensively. All right, so that was a big question mark through the first almost half of the season. But defensively, they're playing much better. And you saw how many guys were out in the last in the game against Detroit those guys are going to come back. So I would say there's two teams in the NFC that could get hot. Green Bay could get hot. We'll see what happens to Minnesota and Chicago tonight because Minnesota could also. And then I I predicted that Atlanta would win the NFC South. Now, you know, I might love with the quarterback situation there. It's just too up and down. Pittsion looked good yesterday, but they can run the ball. He's all. a weapon, man. He's a weapon. They're probably they,
0: getting, like, fucking get Like, like I, I, like,
1: they. It's, it's like they're so hot and cold. Yeah. It's just hard. But sometimes, but these, your Packers
0: are fascinating. Yeah. That's a fa- That's interesting because those receivers, all those young pups, they got talent, man. Ederson Watson, Watson Romo Dobbs, dangerous man. Jaden Reed, Scott Wicks.
1: Dontavius Wicks, yeah, Jaden Reed's terrific. I yeah. love Jaden Reed, fantastic player. So, like all of a sudden, You got the veteran backs. But like, look, Thanksgiving showed me a lot. Like, they look like a better team. They now, did. I know. Look, I saw Detroit play a you know a bad game against Baltimore a few weeks ago. Like, they're not playing great football right now. They had to come from behind to beat Chicago. They were down twelve. Like the coach said, we're going to figure this out. But they're turning it over a lot. You know, we've seen teams. We've seen teams start hot and then they just can't finish. Like because you have an eight and two record doesn't mean anything in this business. Like are you going to you know if you got seven games left are you going to go five and two down the stretch or are you going to go two and five? Like I don't know what Detroit's going to do yet.
0: See I I like I still love their offense. It's their defense that i have just not sold on. And I thought I thought the front could be more dominant. I'm a little disappointed. And I showed a play.
1: I showed a play uh, against the Packers where they triple team Aiden Hutchinson. Because he's the only real, yeah. like, I know Aline Mickle. I, I know inside they've got a, a decent pass rusher, but they, they blocked Aiden with, first with the tight end, then the tackle, and then the center, Josh Myers, pulled and blocked him, and then the running back went and chipped him. Like, four guys hit Aiden. This thing was over a million views. And people in Detroit were going, we needed a pass rusher. We didn't go get one. We need somebody opposite Aiden. And they do. And, you know, if you don't pressure the quarterback like they didn't Jordan Love the other day, they're going to pick you apart.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I And they're going to be interesting to watch. The other thing that's going to be fascinating is to see who gets home field throughout. Because that's going to mean it. It always means a ton. And it's. Mm-hmm. And now that there's only one team, it's such a huge advantage. And I, I got to tell you, I like we, we talked a lot of Eagles yesterday, and I'm blown away that they won both back-to-back. Uh, I'm shocked, Kansas City and Buffalo, especially the Buffalo game. Like, all right, Kansas City, I, I thought revenge. I thought that they, they were going to be in tune. We both thought they would win the game, but really – the Chiefs outplayed them, mm-hmm. and Eagles come back. But man, to come back and win—that's huge resiliency, man. Like you can't—I know. I guess the Niners are a favorite, but you can't tell me that that team just doesn't just have winning DNA. Well, they do.
1: But you know, we 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 talked to Kevin Byard, and. You know he knows he's a veteran. He's been around. He's on a, he was on a number one seeded team yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah, and Cincinnati beat him. Like he doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> he was he had home field advantage in Tennessee and they got beat. So, you know there is a point where you want the Eagles to just not just necessarily blow somebody out, but be in control from the start. Like start start like look like you're like not having to come out of the tunnel at halftime, and figure out how you're gonna put a team away. Like at some point you got to take on San Francisco or Dallas and you just got to show for four quarters, you're the better team. Like, I, th- I feel like the team needs to do that. Like we could talk about it here and the fans can, you know, chirp about it and they can write about it in the media. But I feel like the players need to know they can do that too. It's great mm-hmm. that Jalen has this, um this inner calm about him and he doesn't get flushed. It's great, but it's also good if you could just, Start the game and execute from the start, and carry it through, and and just show everybody that you're the best team.
0: Yeah, no, without a doubt. I guess you know I was just so impressed. Without Goddard, I I thought the lack of Goddard, especially playing Kansas City and Buffalo, Mm -hmm. would really would hurt them. And then it did. To your point, no Lane yesterday was a you know yeah to win
1: without Lane to win without Lane and Goddard in a game against Buffalo. Like and those are two huge players. I mean, we did something on the national radio. The record for the Eagles with Lane Johnson in the lineup without him in the lineup, it's not good. They got a losing record without Lane Johnson over the years in the lineup. So I mean he makes a difference. He's just that
0: good on the outside. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for us as uh man, what I <laughs> I can't you wait can't for too to much next. I can't stop, Baldy. Can't <laughs> stop. Yeah. All right, well, I gotta stop. Yep. Uh Andrew's giving me the sign. Okay. So thanks to Andrew Fraser, our producer. Baldy. That was great, man. Because we'll see you tomorrow. Yep. We all silly like the
1: mayor.